that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, baby. How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast as I'm talking out my ask with State Senator Big Mike Feesey. And uh, we're talking about his relationship with the state and some of the ideas that he have about the oil and gas industry and why some of the stuff you hear out there in the news is a bunch of hooey. So Mike Veazey talking out my ask right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, so we're talking to State Senator Big Mike Fessy here on this podcast. How you been, Mike? Been doing all right. Really? Yeah. All the crap uh, that's hit you in the head lately? Uh, Well, like I said, I'm I'm doing a lot better than most. Let's put it that way. So so many people have been devastated, uh, a lot greater than than others, and uh, we happen to be. My family's been one of the lucky ones not to have a whole lot of damage. Is it because you just built your house that much stronger, or you're surrounded by big trees that broke a lot of the wind, or? Well, you know, I, are you I, out you know, there like I, Moses with a staff going, well, get away, Wendy? Well, I, you know, I just go that we were blessed, well, you know, because get... I can't really, can't really say, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it was one of those things for us, my business wise, out of 14 billions, we lost three. I still feel like that's a blessing. Could have lost 10. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know, there you go. By the way, where'd you get the name Big Mike from? I mean, my name is well, Spud. I got it in the Boy Scouts because well, I was chubby. Well, my son is Mike the second, So mm-hmm. we called him Mike. And then being with him working with us in the business, everybody ended up just calling me Big Mike. And so when our, we were, my son got him uh, to run a poll on uh, when, when, you know, when I was running. And Big Mike gave me an extra 11 points versus using just Mike. I'll go for that. <laughs> so, hey, that's that's a legit so, thing. There's a lot of so, there's a lot of uh, shenanigans in politics, but just change your name to Big Mike and boost in eleven points. That, that that's that's the least shenanigan and, thing and I've ever the, heard. Well, and and that's the thing is is that's what everybody known me as is Big Mike because yeah. of being in business and and being in business for almost thirty years in the pipeline business. Um, you know, we've had almost ten thousand people run through this company over the last twenty six years. What's, uh, really? So, uh, you know, we, we keep a steady four to 500 people employed, but as they, you know, advance or whatever, you know, it's always a lot of, we bring in a lot of youngsters and, 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 and train them. And as they get better or go finish college or whatever, you lose them over the years. Some I wish I wouldn't have lost because, you know, we've had Because they went people. to the competition? <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's happened too. That's a whole nother story, you yeah. know, but that's uh, one of those things. Exactly what does this company do? What does PCM do? Basically, uh, I'll make it simple for you. There's a lot of roadways out there, and you see construction crews out there uh, working on roads, constantly fixing potholes, where there's probably more pipelines in the ground than there are roadways. So... Those pipelines age, and I call it, we fix the potholes in the pipelines. That's a good basically. way to look at it. 
And so what we do is we maintain the old existing pipelines or run a new little short line from one spot to another or whatever it may be, change out valves, keep everything up to date where everything's safe. Now, when you change something, because I'm wondering how do you how do you get the gig? Like all of a sudden there's a pothole over there and you go bid on it with the state or well, the parish? Well, or basically it's all for all the major uh, pipeline companies. You know, all you know, just like you, you mentioned Shell yesterday, they're great customer hours. We got Marathon, we got you know, Kinder Morgan, just all your major pipeline companies, and that's who we work for. We we have uh, a little over 40 major MSAs, and so we work in, we're licensed in 22 states. We work around the country. And uh, back back in the day on the radio, I had a conversation about, you know, in talking about a lot of different things, uh, the storm and, and Katrina. I, I, was, I still refer to Katrina as the storm because it just flooded the whole city, although Ida is just, just as bad. Just it was more wind than water. But uh, back in the day, we're talking about all the pipelines that come through the marshes and everything else. And frankly, that's why we need to restore the coastline because they're not going. It's not going to be able to support the pipes that are out there. They're well, going to start sinking well, and cracking. Well, what happens? It's not just to support the problem. Is is because all of a sudden a bunch of land washes away. Just like we just lost after I had 106 square miles of marsh. You know, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got some pictures I can show you, you know, from before and after. And it's before and after just Ida. Yeah. Yeah. Just Ida. Not, not 106 that, square miles of not marsh. that statue, that yeah, picture right. from the 50s. 106 of. square miles of marsh was lost during Ida. Um, the thing about it was, is, is that now boats have excess to go over where these pipelines were in the ground and they're not deep enough. And all of a sudden they... You know, somebody in a in a boat with it, you know, goes across the wrong spot and they hit a pipeline. They get hurt, uh, damage to the pipeline, and it just causes devastation they, on yeah. both sides. And we don't want nobody to get hurt. So you try to maintain all those pipeline right of ways and make sure they stay covered. But it's hard to do when you lose 106 square miles in one storm. Yeah. Well, I mean, but when these kinds of boats that go over this stuff, they have marked channels, don't they? Or are, they, did they lose some of those yeah, signs well, too? Well, like I said, the signs may be gone or they, you know, they see that's open, you know, somebody, you know, even, even in, 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 in recreational uh, boating, uh, they may see it's open and not know any better and just go right across the wrong area. And I mean, how I, I was assuming, which makes an ass of you and me, but, <laughs> I was assuming the pipes would be a whole lot deeper than even, than even the wash away for a, like a, I would see a big, I'd see a big work boat running over that. Maybe these 200 foot crew boats, well, but somebody well, in the, a the, 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 the rule is three to four foot of cover, but we've lost, you, we've lost that. Okay. You know? I didn't realize you know? there was that much, let, that least amount of cover. Well, I, mean, that's, you know, well, I mean, that's, you know, at least four foot of covers normally. I mean, they try to go deeper, especially if in there were waterways and stuff, but you got to remember, these pipelines, a lot of these pipelines were they've been in 30, 40 years. Yeah. You know, or longer. How I long mean, do they replace? I mean, have well, any of these been replaced, you know, regularly well, or something? You don't replace them, you just maintain them. And and, and and there's ways to maintain. We got I've got pipelines we've worked on that's been in the ground 60 years. It looks like the day they put it in. If they kept cathodic protection on it properly and done the things they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you could have problems that the cathodic protection didn't didn't work and you had some erosion or, and, and caused some uh, some corrosion on the pipe or some third party hit the pipe and didn't tell nobody and it ended up knocking the coating off and it ended up corroding and, and having a problem. So what we do is run what we call a smart pig through the lawn 
and it picks up all the bad spots, and that's what we do is go dig them up and, and repair those spots. So you have regular contracts to go do that too? Yep. In other mm -hmm. words, not that's even a, pipe a, that you fix. The uh, DOT regulation, they have, to, they have to test their lines, whether it be through hydro testing or smart pigging or whatever it may be every so many years. So most of the companies to stay ahead of the game, like if DOT is required it every seven years, they may do it in five. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, they want to make sure they stay ahead of the game and do and keep everything safe. And people don't realize exactly how important these these pipes are. I mean, you can't blow off Louisiana. They're already talking about how bad the, the, the fuel prices to heat homes up in the north is. And a lot of people don't realize they think it just got great big tanks like they got a big propane tank except as heating oil. For their furnaces that's well, where a lot of well, houses that are. that had to go through a pipeline to get there so yeah. just like when uh one of the companies had a, a a cyber attack on their pipeline and the whole east coast went dry gasoline and diesel and yeah. everything else i mean that's how important it is i mean you gotta have things there's 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 stuff flowing through pipelines every 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 minute of the day that's going help somewhere there i read an article several years ago about there's about 300,000 miles of pipe. Like there was that, that pipe that exploded up in the Midwest somewhere, some gas pipe that somebody cracked and there was a big explosion right there. And they don't really have enough inspectors to inspect all the pipes that we have. Uh, I don't. Well, let's put it How this way. How do you way. inspect them then? You, well, you that's smart the, pig? the smart pig is, is a, an intelligent pig, whatever you want to call it. But it's basically a, a, a computer that's run through a pipe and, and a pipeline and, and it picks up the data every inch of the way and uh, it's 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 very useful it works uh, you do what we call verification digs to make sure the data is coming back correct say you run it and you got 70 they're showing 70 bad spots in a 60 mile run you dig up about 10 spots and you compare what you found to what the data said, and then that way you know what to do with the rest of them. Okay. You know, so it's a, it's a very... Uh, it's a much more complicated business. It's, a, it's very complicated, it, it, as people don't know about, but the thing about it is it's, it keeps pipelines safe, and they're a lot safer than, like, like doing away with the pipeline. Well, it, when, they, when they cancel the pipelines, what they do, they put it on rail. Well, what's more dangerous than putting a bunch of gasoline yeah. on rail cars? That's what I understand. You know, it's, the pipeline uh, is the safest transportation. Ships are secondary. Right. And uh, and then the rail lines and trucks are third. Because driving a truck with, what, 100,000 pounds worth of truck driving down the road that's loaded up with gasoline or oil or ammonia or whatever, and you got to deal with a bunch of yahoos out there who think they're the king of the road. Well, and that's why, like I said, pipelines are the safest way to transport products. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get into that argument when we take a break. After a break here, talking with State Senator uh, Big Mike Fessy here on the Spudcast, back right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. 
Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back talking to State Senator Big Mike Fessy here about the state of Louisiana, the state that we're in. Um, what, what exactly, what state are we in down here in South Louisiana? We've all heard the stories we've lost. You just told me something. I didn't realize how much land we lost just from Ida. We all know we've lost more than the state of Rhode Island off our, off our coast. And a lot of people are blaming all the pipelines that go through saying that's what, that's what's destroying or has started to destroy our coast. Where, where are we at and how'd we get here? Well, I'll start out by this. Our coast started going away when we levied the Mississippi River off back in the 1920s because you kept the silt and the fresh water from coming down. Uh, the, the major bayous of Terrebonne and Lafourche and, and many other locations. So without that fresh water and without that silt, uh, saltwater intrusion starts taking effect and it's like a domino effect at that point. Now, when the oil companies were permitted and approved to come and dig flotation canals and put pipelines in, but if that silt was still coming down here, it would be filling that stuff up just as fast as they dig it. But uh, that's not the point. They, you know, they they getting, you know, the the blames trying to go to the oil companies, and and I find that all the the oil and gas companies are doing their best to help save our coast. They're they're doing all kind of extra, I uh, you know, just like. Companies are putting up money to 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 help out uh, CPRA and do a lot of other things on on, on rebuilding our mm -hmm. coast. So it doesn't behoove the oil companies for us to lose land because they still need to drill. We still got a lot of oil and natural gas. And in the conversation we were listening to the the presentation, how Shell is now yeah looking for renewable energy, but right now the renewable energy are big wind turbines that those big blades can't be recycled so they're just burying them someplace uh we have, we have a lot more um, uh, nuclear energy you know well, well let me say this if it wasn't for oil and gas industry you wouldn't make those blades true you know you would so, make that cell phone right so, there so so my deal is I, I i created two characters which is bernie and earl Barney's a gas flame and Earl's an all drop. And we teaching all the kids on how important the petroleum industry is to our lives every day. Yeah. We're teaching them that we live in a plastic world and yeah, we talk about gas in the vehicles and going to electric cars. We can do that all we want, but without the, 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 uh, all the plastics that's made from petroleum and everything, you name me one thing that you could go to your house that petroleum didn't touch out of the construction yeah. in your whole house. I saw a video and it was like, okay, take away all petroleum things. So you're sitting there without your cell phone, all the shingles of your roof are gone, your tires are gone, the vinyl top on your car is gone, the vinyl siding on the side of your house is gone, everything. People just don't realize how and far it, it is. Well, it's well, not actually, just Vaseline. Actually, you know? everything would be gone because then you couldn't go in the, you couldn't go in the, and, and cut the timber and, and couldn't process the timber. You couldn't paint the timber. Everything would rot, you know, because all your coatings are from petroleum. Uh, so, I mean, it, it changes right. the game. When you're sitting there talking about that drop of oil, how many different things come out of that drop of oil? I mean, I mean, is there a thousand different products, 10,000 uh, different products? I couldn't count them all. I, I don't know. That's a good question. 
I'm just wondering if I mean, mean if they take the oil and, and refine it into gasoline and diesel and things like that, but then what's all the other well, stuff? Well, this this is one of my questions I had. If we decide that we're not going to use gasoline no more and go to electric cars, okay? My thing about that is is when you when you crack uh, petroleum and, and break it up into different uh, different products, what are you going to do with the gasoline that's left over if that's one of the basis that to make a bunch of other plastics? You yeah. know, so it's a balancing act. It's it's something that we got to do as a balance. We can't just turn you know you know it's like turning the hot water off and never and always using cold water from here on out. How could, you know, everybody's going to complain. So it's got to be a, a mutual uh, deal that, that we, we kind of balance this thing on, on which way we go. Just like they talk about CO2 in the air. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, an expert at this, but common sense tells me that if we go digging up all of our earth to get the, all the, in mine, all of the things we need to make, all of those batteries, we're going to be putting more CO2 in the air off the mining than what we would do just leaving it one way or the other. And not only that, but uh, trees and shrubs take CO2 and turn it into breathable air for us, so they need it. So deforestation is another big, but you, you hear about that, but it always seems to be separate. But that's a big important part of this climate well, change. Well, some stuff of the problems, too. some of the problems with me going with this green stuff is they're they're trying to make a lot of uh, fuel out of uh, trees, and I mean they're they're cutting trees and refining the the the, the byproduct of the trees to, to make fuel to get the green credits. And, and how does that make sense? You're cutting down the green to do green stuff. That's right. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that's a big grab. Not only that. You know, I, I, I had so much research that I just, it, it got away from me, just gone. But like this British scientist who was actually one of the people who start the argument about climate change and all the rest of that, quit. Because he said, you cannot tell me how much the oceans, how much CO2 the oceans put up in the atmosphere. So you can't blame it all on us because it did it anyway. Well, I got, I got one question that I can't seem to get answered. We know that there was an ice age over North America at one time, right? Yeah. And it started melting back. And man wasn't supposed to be around at that time. Well, my question is, I don't think it's ever stopped melting back. Well, it ain't white-tailed deer farts. I know that. Well, well, <laughs> blame well, it on well, caribou well, and all well, that. Well, what I'm I can bring I'm, you to New York City I'm, when I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah. The glaciers are still melting back from that day. So we could come. I, I, I can bring you to City Park in New York right now and show you big gouges in granite that the ice carved out of there as it was retreating back. And that was, yeah, 20,000 years ago. You know, I can I, I lost my Reader's Digest book, uh, but they had in there starting back in like 1925, every five to 10 years, oh, we're gonna have an ice age. Oh, we're gonna have a heat wave. Oh, we're gonna have, I mean, it was just constantly over and over again, either the pendulum swinging one way or another about the end of the world. And somebody's going to, if you give me all your money, I'll save us. We're going, yeah, me too. Give me all your money and I'll save you. And I, I think when we got to worry, I think when we got to worry, especially in the United States, if we get a major volcanic eruption, okay? Like in Yellowstone, they like talk Yellowstone, about? Or we get a meteor hit the earth. Now, I know our space technology is getting better and better to try to prevent that from happening. But if you get too big of a meteor coming this way, guess what? Well, not only that, but every now and again, you read an article about, uh-oh, something passed between us and the moon and they hadn't caught that one. So they don't know everything that's out there. Right. And, and so, so we can't, we can't sacrifice dollars and cents to try to uh, 
change what is automatically changing. Mm -hmm. Because if the Ice Age has been melting back all this time, man didn't have a whole lot to do with it. So yeah. now we're going to take our economy and ruin our economy to try to fix something that was that, not fixable. That other countries are not kicking in. If I mean, we have cut back our own stuff on our own. And yet you look at China that's well, building coal plants and cranking on. And nobody, and oh, you don't do nothing to them. Well, and I don't want people to think, I, you know, I, that I'm against not uh, protecting our environment. I'm 100% to protect our environment. We've done a great job since the 70s on, on making sure that you don't have the pollution hanging over all the big cities mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm not there. I just don't think we need to transition total to electric cars and total to this. You know, just like one of my, we, we use excavators on right-of-ways and, and one of the one of my salesmen come over here uh, trying to sell me the new excavator that runs on batteries. So I asked him, well, we get down to right-of-way about 30 miles and electricity is nowhere around. It runs out of, it, I said, it runs out of uh, uh, juice on the battery. How do we recharge it? He says, oh, well, you buy this generator that you pull down there and you can charge it up. I said, well, if I'm going to put diesel in the generator, how about just let me put diesel in the excavator yeah, and be done with it? That's and we can go right back to work instead of waiting four hours for it to charge. Yeah. That's so, and the, but the thing of it is, their argument, too, and this is probably uh, we're running out of time. Their argument, I always point that out to them. You need diesel or gas or something to generate the electricity to charge your battery. So, I mean, you see that picture of the charging station with a diesel generator right behind it, you know. Eventually, I guess, we are going to run out of gas and oil and coal. Uh, I mean, well, know, like this, it's going to be, it's going to be two, I, I, three, four, well, 500 years. Well, one of the questions I got is oil finite? Is petroleum finite in our ground, in, in, our, in the earth? Is it finite? Mm -hmm. Does anybody really know? Well, I know how much natural gas they found up, up under the Appalachians, and that's just that fine. Not if well, we don't keep doing the stuff we're doing, just that fine. Well, I, I'm saying, is it, is it not years. replenished by the core of the earth? That's just it. How is it created? This can't all be dinosaurs. No, it, no, it's no way. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's so, it's not just. We have plate tectonics. We got the Earth moving. The you know the continents moving and and going in and and we got the core of Earth supposedly is, um, uh, molten Earth. Uh, where's all that gas going? Well, let me ask you this one, and I gotta go. And I mean, you're you're a pipeline guy, but you know this gas industry and oil industry better than I do. Have they found? gasoline or natural gas or oil in areas that they had searched before and didn't discover it. If I got a second, I'll tell you. Go ahead. We 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 had a we had a well, we bought an old well that had been shut in for 40 years. And we had the graph on exactly how it produced the prior 15 years. Okay, and then and when it got down about 10 barrels a day, they shut it in. Well I have an invention that we was wanting to test. So we bought that old well and we were, we saw some other zones that would have had oil in it. But my partner said, well, why don't we just go in the old zone that was there? Because we know it had at least 10 barrels of oil, you know, when they shut it in. And we'll just test our unit on that 10 barrels of oil. When we went in and we, we, we re-perforated in that exact same zone, it came in at 110 barrels a day, just like that well had previously really? the, the, the 50 years earlier. So, it, it, so so where'd that come from? I don't, yeah. So I, they kept you know, pumping. Well, I don't know. I mean, do they run the the pipeline down there, and do they actually, you know, like set off seismic charges? I don't know. How they find no, out. no. We, we just, but basically, we went right back in the same spot 
that so, had just been abandoned so it's possible for 40 years and, and, and we and we reperforated the exact same because because the 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 the, the uh the casing was still there. We went back in the exact same spot, perforated in the exact same spot. And you, if you take the graph that was 15 years ago, and if you take the 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 the, the graph and lay it over the one from the existing uh, time that they did, it's almost identical. And so, yeah, where did it come from? That's it. So that's my question. Hopefully, that's somebody can answer well, baby, one day. Take your invention and go hit all the rest of these. Mike, well, I've okay. enjoyed this conversation. I intend to have uh, many more with you, but I'm out of time today. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time with me. I know how busy you are. So, uh, all right, we'll be wrapping up this podcast right after this. Uh oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504 301 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. But what about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504 301 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, big my VZ. So, uh, you should pay more attention to your legislature. Anyway, thanks for joining me here on this podcast podcast. Uh, you can find me here on uh, my Twitter account at Spud Got That, also on uh, Red Circle and Spotify and Stitcher and Public Radio and Google Podcasts and a whole bunch of others. And on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, uh, John McConnell and the Big TZ. More wonderful podcasting coming up later in the week. In the meantime, y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.